welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. We're on to part four of our six-part culinary summit interview series. We're over halfway through, and this week's interview features Chef Anne-Marie Stenforce. Chef Stenforce is the culinary director for Alma Nove and Wahlburgers, which are owned and operated by her long-term friend and colleague, Paul Wahlberg. And yep, it is that Wahlberg. While Alma Nove is located in the Hingham Shipyard in Massachusetts, Wahlburgers has locations in 18 states across the country, keeping them busy. In her day-to-day, Chef Stenforce is boots on the ground, running the show in the kitchen, keeping things fresh and interesting. She has a heavy hand in recipe and development, always thinking of what's next, which was evident while chatting with her as her passion for cooking was almost palpable. But as always, we're going to dive into our market reports before we hit her interview. Starting off with apples, which in the western region have been affected by freezing temps in the northwest as winter weather has hit early this season. This is affecting volumes on some late season new crop varieties, particularly Pink Lady, Brayburn, Lady Alice, Jazz, Envy, and Granny Smith. Early estimates have roughly 10 million cases being lost industry-wide, roughly 5% total volume for the Northwest. Pink ladies are estimated to be hit the hardest. It's too soon to know the overall impact, but we will be sure to update you. In the eastern region, all regions continue to produce, but as fall weather worsens, many will begin offering stored fruit. An apple and pear season run almost hand-in-hand, and pears have fared well this season. Unlike a few apple varieties in Washington, all pears, for the most part, are off the trees and into storage. Bartlett's, Anjou's, red pears, specifically Starkrimson and red Anjou varieties, are available. Additionally, specialty varieties such as Seckle, Pharrell, Comus, and Asian are available. Quality is excellent for all varieties. With Thanksgiving approaching faster than we may want to admit, maybe look to sub pears and apples place this season. Berries are a mixed bag again, with blueberries and raspberries outshining strawberries and blackberries in quality and in supply. Blues continue to be excellent coming out of Peru, Argentina, Uruguay, and Mexico, and razzes look good coming out of Mexico. On the other hand, blackberries are really struggling as there is a definite demand exceeds supply situation going on. Rain in Mexico has disrupted production, and in Watsonville, California, the recent heat wave brought production to an abrupt end. This gap will last for the next few weeks, so definitely avoid them for now. Strawberries are kind of the middleman in all of this, as they are finishing up in Salinas and Watsonville, and we're looking south to Santa Maria and Oxnard, but berries there have suffered after a heat wave and high winds. But cooler temps are on the horizon, so look for strawberries to improve soon. Domestic green grapes are wrapping up sooner than expected, and most suppliers are already using storage crop, as fresh harvest grapes are diminishing in quality quickly. Watch out for dark color and soft wet berries. In the next month, storage crop will be used, but issues may arise mid-month. Fortunately, import fruit will become available in December. As far as red grapes are concerned, their supply will remain steady through November with great quality. Look to use red grapes for now, as cost and quality are better than green. And lastly, just a quick little lettuce update, as lettuce is doing better than it has in weeks past in terms of quality. But, however, supplies are still struggling to keep up with demand for iceberg and romaine. In particular, romaine hearts are very light in availability industry-wide. Try to limit use where possible or sub for other greens such as kale or tender leaf lettuce varieties. That's all we have for Market Reports this week, and next up we have Chef Anne-Marie Stenfors' interview. I loved getting to chat with her. She was such a breath of fresh air and was so excited about the Culinary Summit. You'll even hear me tell her she was always smiling every time we crossed paths at the summit, and I'm not even kidding. 
We chatted about her Italian roots, her relationship with the Wahlbergs, and how she tackles R&D. But take a listen for yourself. So just to start out, um, what led you to becoming a chef? It's basically all I've done and all I've known. Started first job as a dishwasher, right? I know, I know. Um, Dishwashing, 14, 15 years old, and then it just leads... So it was a natural progression to be able to um, to transition into kitchen. It's just something that I've always loved to do. Right. And did you grow up cooking with like your family and that kind of deal? So my mom is one of eight from oh, a large wow. Italian family. Um, <laughs> so there was always something going on. I have 21 cousins. We were always there for birthdays, holidays, oh everything. And it was always a big spread. So yes, it's always been a part of what we do you know the right. f- food always brought us together for whatever you know celebrations support anything food and family food, exactly I've yeah. always said if I could be part of any culture I'd love to be a part of the Italian culture because I love food I love family and that brings both of them together so you're very lucky um what's your favorite traditional dish to cook I wouldn't say that I have one in particular uh-huh. so it's kind of you know Whatever, whatever, when the mood strikes to figure mm-hmm. it out. You know, a lot of seafood we do, uh, meat. We've got two small children, my husband and I, so we're trying to get them more into trying different things. And my son <laughs> just started swordfish, eating oh, wow. swordfish. He loves swordfish, and uh, they've done a ton of fishing this summer, so he'll eat everything they catch. So now he's flounder, haddock, striped bass. He'll eat everything that they catch well so. he's got sham- he's gonna have champagne taste by right? the time he gets to be my age well, he already does and he's 12 that's so. fantastic <laughs> um what speaking of you know just different ingredients what is your favorite um fresh produce item you enjoy working with or what fresh produce are you working with right now now it's definitely the end of season tomatoes mm. we can get some really really beautiful ones in massachusetts now uh, corn, end of the season corn. So, whatever's local to us is what will, is what we like to use with right. nightly specials, um, or even at home. So, so you work with Wahlburgers. Tell me a little bit about that relationship, how that got to be, how you got involved with that group. So, I have known Paul Wahlberg, who is chef owner for over twenty years, and that's Mark's brother. Yes, Mark and Donnie's brother. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, Paul is a is a chef as well, and he worked at a sister restaurant, a, a restaurant where I started out as, and then that's where I met my husband, and then Paul was there, and we've just known each other professionally, and and kind of, you know, Paul was the chef at a restaurant, and then my husband was the chef after Paul left for a different, so it's kind of been this crazy circle. You're all family. (laughs) um, He was the chef at a restaurant in Hull while we owned a restaurant in Hull, so we've just known, we've just known each other forever, and um, we moved to Nantucket for a year when my husband opened a restaurant, and we were there for a year, and we moved back, and I was just, we just had our daughter, um, and now I just wanted a part-time job, so I reached out to Paul, and I was just couple days a week as a grill cook and then things <laughs> just kind of progressed uh, this is at his fine dining restaurant Almanove oh, which fantastic. is in Hingham which is across the street from the flagship Wahlburgers which is um, in the Hingham shipyard right so then I became the chef at Almanove I was the chef there for five years and oh, now wow. that role transitioned into this um, 
culinary director for Wahlburgers. So what is kind of your day-to-day look like as the culinary director? It changes every it day. It changes every it, day. It honestly changes every day. <laughs> I can't, I, I walk in and it's like, all right, what are we going to do today? So um, a lot of R&D to try and okay. stay on trend with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have a hand in at Almanove as well, too. So to work through specials with, with them. But uh, mostly working with Paul to come up with new ways of doing things. Something new and fun. And, you know, you said you're in recipe and development. What are kind of some things you're looking at? What are ingredients that are kind of hot right now? Fresh produce and otherwise. Um, that's an excellent question. That's a great <laughs> question. So right now we're looking to figure out our LTOs, the limited time offer burgers for 2020. Mm. So for, um, so for around the season, Christmas, Thanksgiving, yeah. we do a tis the season burger. Okay. Um, so it has some of those nice Christmas spices in with it for a spread. Okay. Um, we want to start looking more at composed salads okay. for the spring. Mm-hmm. So uh, the produce here has been amazing to kind of get different ideas. Yeah. And what field tour did you go on today? So we're at the Culinary Summit here in Monterey, the salad bowl of the world, as they call right. it. Um, and you went on a field tour. Who were you with? We went to Taylor Farms. Okay. So all about the salads all over about at Taylor. Sal- yeah. So what were some things that you saw there that kind of inspired you or you didn't know and kind of brought you to that beginning of the seed to fork journey? I think that the whole harvest part of it. So we were able to see them hand harvest the romaine and not uh, the machine, which they use right. water to cut, which I had no idea. Okay, and I didn't know that either, and, and I look that's here. pretty amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, um, and we saw the spinach and just the aromas out there and the colors, and there's just so much. There's love that's put into that. There really is. Did you get to taste anything we direct did. out of the field? My friend Ben here, um, he cut a romaine heart right out, and we ate. We ate it standing in the middle of the romaine. It was it was sweet and. It was delicious. Just super flavorful, yep. crunchy. How do you approach menu planning um, in your capacity as culinary director? I mean, you talked a little bit about, you so know, seasonal items. Everything, um, you know, we try and see what the trends are going to be, but also everything goes through Paul. He's the final decision maker with all mm-hmm. of this. And he is so passionate about what he does. And it's all about good quality house-made food, the ingredients that we use. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a big joke about vitamin L being the big, you know, the number <laughs> one ingredient is that vitamin love that you got to put into everything. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, when you talk to him, you'll kind of start here and end up here. But in the middle is where we come up with these, it's all the with these amazing the ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what has been your favorite food memory um, that you can think of? And what's been like your proudest moment as a chef? There are so many food memories. There are so many. Um, you know, whether it was friends in culinary school, we spent a month out here in California. Oh, fantastic. Um, and probably one of the best ones was meal at the French Laundry. And then, I've heard I need to go there. Yes, you do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an experience. And then we were at a restaurant um, in Napa having some wine. And then the bartender came over with another bottle and said, this gentleman would like to buy the bottle for you. And it was Duckhorn. It was a Duckhorn Sauvignon Blanc. 
And it was Dan Duckhorn. Oh, my god, The winemaker who was there. So that was pretty amazing. That's wild. Um, and then, you know, on the other side with my family, my husband's a chef. Yeah. So, you know, we celebrate over food and then getting my kids excited about it. We like to cook at home. My daughter loves to bake. So it's fun. That's awesome. And do you enjoy baking with your daughter I as do. well? I do, yes. What are, yeah. what are kind of your favorite things to do there? It's the unicorn cookbook. That's what we do. That's fantastic. Unicorn popcorn is pretty good. Has she made a unicorn cake yet? We haven't made it, but that was her birthday cake. Aw. And then unicorn poop is also pretty spectacular. <laughs> so, so What's unicorn poop, Anne-Marie? you got to tell it's me. It's just like pastel meringue that you pipe <laughs> into looking like poop. <laughs> I would love to try that. You'll have to ship me. You'll have to ship some unicorn poop to my house. Um, oh, my goodness. So, and we're over there. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I I have a question on here that I think is really good for you. Because um, you, you are really involved with recipe and development with Paul. So how do you know when you've perfected a recipe? Or do you ever know? We never know. We never do. Because that's part of the restaurant business. You have to constantly be evolving and changing and wanting to make things better. better. The be- You know, the best that they can be. Whether it is changing an ingredient here or there or but no I don't I don't feel like you can ever say this is perfect this, this is, is great it. leave it as it yeah, is no right that's that's uh it's kind of the approach I fall under as a home chef too I feel yeah. like I'm always trying to find ways to kind of elevate ingredients and bring something and it new keeps in. it fun and fresh too instead of going in and doing the same thing it does every day absolutely so what is your favorite dish on your menu right now if you I had to pick say, one well I, I would say it's it's got to be the number one burger that we sell. It's the Our Burger. Oh, um, tell me, tell me so more about that. It's Paul's favorite. So um, it is, um, it's our special blend. We we have a proprietary blend that gets made for Wahlburgers. Oh, nice. Um, and then there's Wall Sauce, which is this. It's, it's a secret. secret sauce. Totally secret uh, sauce. Um, and I thought we were tight. I thought <laughs> I was gonna get it out of you at some point. <laughs> and um, and then going back to Paul's roots. As kids not having a lot of money, he's, mm-hmm. he calls it government cheese. It's the yellow American cheese. Um, it's classic. With lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickles, homemade pickles. And it's really. On a toasted it's so bun. Good. Toasted bun. Mm. Yep. Skewer right down the center. Right down the all center. Together. Yeah, it's very good. Oh, man. That's the good stuff right there. What what do you see in a produce distributor? Who do you guys um, source from and work with? Are you. You're in the ProAct network. Do you work closely with one of our distributors so depending on the different state they are allowed different produce Mm -hmm. distributors as long as it's under pro act so in massachusetts we use costa um and they've been they've been great our rep you know whatever we need we'll get samples and we can play around with stuff and and they've really been great you know, we're glad to have you guys as part of the ProAct family, and it's been really good to get to know you. You're, you're fantastic. <laughs> I think you're so sweet. It's like every, like for the past like two days, I see you, and I'm like, hey, how is everything? You're just like, oh, this is beautiful. This is great. You're just very sweet. This, so. is, this is amazing. I mean, like, this is a great part of my job. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the sweating behind the line, and you know, this is... I feel blessed. You get I feel to look very, cute, very and lucky you to and be able to to see this and meet people and interact. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. What what were you hoping to accomplish here at the Culinary Summit, representing for Wahlburgers? I think just to see what's what's available to us and and kind of 
what directions we can go in. Um, you know, there were definitely a couple of standout things. Davina had some great product. Um, so it'll what be kind of product did so you see? It was the um, the peppers, um, and they have the Davina roasted tomatoes. So the Calabrian peppers. Oh, nice. Um, they have a little bit of heat, but they have so much flavor. There's a lot of nice salt to it. It was really, it was pretty spectacular. And you think you could do a lot of different things with I that? I think we could do a ton of different things with that, yeah. Nice. Well, you'll have to take it back to Paul and kind of oh, get absolutely. his take on it. Most definitely, <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Chef Stenforce for sitting down to chat with me. And also thank you to Binge, who was sitting with us and kept us laughing about the unicorn poop comment. It was definitely a highlight of my time at the summit. Be sure to check out Wahlburgers on the web to see if there's a location near you. Or if you ever find yourself in Massachusetts, check out Alma Nove. Chef Stenforce assures you won't be disappointed. That's all I have for this week. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, and be sure to tune in next week for part five of our six-part culinary summit series. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipe inspiration and more. Have a great week, and as always, stay fresh.